This is a throwdown, a showdown. Hell no, Rob Faye Nation can't slow down. It's gonna go. First offense. All the mix. Okay, party people in the house. You're about to witness something you've never witnessed before. Yeah, hustle in the house. Yeah, hustle in the what is going on? I'm Rob Fay. Welcome to your Thursday edition of Sports Bar Radio. It is the 25th day of November, and I hope that even though it is pouring rain out, you are staying dry and you are staying safe. And my thoughts going out to everybody in the Fraser Valley and beyond who are probably looking up at the sky saying enough. Uh, we got a lot to get to today. We've got a lot to get to today. We're going to talk baseball, football, basketball, hockey. We're going to run the full gamut. That's why you join me here on Sports Bar Radio is to make sure that I can get you caught up with everything. But today, instead of a lead, I'm going to go into the mailbag because I got an email just a day ago that questioned why I was doing what I was doing. Let me get you to a uh, modified lead. We've scoured the globe for the stories that matter to you. Okay, well, let's be honest. Rob picks most of the stories, so maybe they matter more to him? Anyways, pull up a chair and let our bartender pour you a cold one because there's a lot going on in your world today. All right, so I'm going to read you something that I got the other day, and I was debating whether or not I was going to do this. And then, of course, for the last couple of days, I haven't been here, but I wanted to give you at least even a couple of sentences. Got to remember something here. When I started this wrestling company with Chris Perry, I was the guy in charge of the website, and I put my phone number down, I put my personal email down, and I made sure that I was accessible to the fans, because that's kind of been the MO, hasn't it? Fans, friends, whatever you want to call them. And so... I guess you would probably say with the good comes the bad comes the awkward comes all of it. So in addition to a couple of people that have been like, hey, Rob, I think it's fantastic what you're doing. You're keeping your head above water. You're creating new trails and all the things that come with people that have followed and seen that I'm actually trying to bust my hump here. But every once in a while I get an email and I sit back and I'm just kind of like, well, all right, do I respond to this one or do I not? So here we go. And you know what? Just out of the sake of keeping the lines of communication open with people that listen to this show, I'm not going to out who this person is. So here we go. Rob, I was a longtime listener of your show on TSN 1040 to the point that I remember your efforts on Team 1040. I love baseball, and I loved your late night show, and I've always been a big supporter of everything that you have done. But this, I cannot accept. I don't know why you would start a professional wrestling company where you have men fighting women, where you have those internet sensations, where you have everything that you're not associated with your name. I hope that at some point you will realize that this is kid stuff and you can get back to doing what it is that I liked what you were doing when you were hosting a radio show. That is most of the email, not the whole thing, but uh, okay. So let me identify two things for you. One, I like doing this. It is very tiresome. I have gone to bed at 3.30, 4 o'clock, probably three times this week, and woken up at 8.30 in the morning because that's what you do. 
beyond that, because everybody works, everybody does their own stuff. I'm not going to sit here for one minute and try to tell you that I'm burnt out or that I'm struggling when I know what's going on in the Fraser Valley, when I know what's going on around the world. But I think about this from a different perspective. I try to put myself in the perspective of the other person. It obviously took him a little bit of gumption to put that down on a screen and press send. Hopefully next time he'll do a little spell check. I often think to myself, what are people's perceptions of me? And not that I'm worried about it, but for example, I look at my mom and I see her every day as my mom. And I know that she's successful in her life and I know that she's done great things, but I always look at her from that one perspective. Whereas if she went and did something completely different, completely off the beaten path, it would probably take me a little bit of a time to adjust to see her in that different light. I think that's fair. So if you've seen me in the singular light of just being a radio guy, if you've seen me in the singular light of only being a baseball broadcaster, and then all of a sudden not only do you hear me talk about the Canucks, but you hear me venturing off to learn how to cut hair or learn how to do a whole bunch of different things, including the starting of a wrestling company, then that's okay. I will say full stop. I'll probably do something after this that might be off the beaten path. Because that's what makes life exciting. You don't go to one restaurant and order the same thing every day for your entire life. Nah, you go to different restaurants, you look around on the menu, and sometimes you might go back and try the same thing twice. But damn it, you want to try other things, you want to go to other countries, you want to do other... And that's kind of what this is. This is a passion. This is something that I didn't think was going to escalate as fast as it has, but it has. And I'm along for the ride. But when people say, well, you shouldn't do stuff, and here's the thing that I took issue with. It wasn't necessarily the fact that he can't make the difference between what I previously did and what I'm doing now. It's when he talked about the intergender wrestling. I know in today's day and age that this is, in the eyes of some, perhaps something that you shouldn't promote. And that the male hitting the female in certain lights is tough to accept. But I'll tell you this. And I say this completely open. I say this completely transparent. And you can talk to the people that work for this organization. We talk about all of this in advance. Let's not forget something here. Wrestling is kayfabe. And what that means is that it is scripted. I'm not going to hide that. And luckily, we have athletes that can perform so well that it is believable. That you really believe that when that dude is slugging the other dude that he's hitting them. And yeah, it hurts. Like it's real acting. It's not just acting with sound effects and stuff done in post-production. This is real stuff, man. These are tough dudes and tough ladies. And every once in a while, a match will cross paths where a man will fight a woman. But you know what? It is all organized and orchestrated, and both of those wrestlers are definitely into it. Trust me, some of the best matches that I've seen, some of the best matches in the company are Nicole Matthews, for example, taking on Judas Icarus. Tremendous match. Nicole Matthews against Daniel Maccabe. And you know what the best part about it is? Is Nicole's pumped for it. She wants to have those matches. She wants to work those people. I'm not going to speak for her, but I know in conversing with her, this has never been an issue. So what it comes back to is public perception. And the perception of those who maybe haven't studied or done their homework. Because I understand that in most facets of life, that's a scenario that you would never want to put forward. But remember this, wrestling is entertainment. Wrestling is for show. Guess what? The Undertaker isn't really a guy that came back from the dead. And I'm not saying that to be disrespectful. I'm just trying to say, remember what it is that I'm selling and remember what it is that I'm involved in here. This is theater. This is awesome theater. 
and real theater, and the actors are actually athletes, and I'll stand behind every single one of them, man or woman, but I'm never going to compromise on exploring new opportunities and looking at things from multiple perspectives. So you know what? Yeah, I appreciate that email because it means that you're still keeping tabs on what I'm doing. And that is half the reason I got into this business because I love the connectivity. I love being able to talk with people that maybe I never would have got a chance to talk to had I not had the form or the platform that I have. But make no mistake about it, whether it was working with the Canadians, working at TSN, running my own restaurant, or doing this, for example, the moral compass has always been pointed in the same direction. I'm not here to stress people out. And trust me, if TSN 1040 hadn't uh, fallen by the wayside, I'd probably still be over there doing my late night show. And maybe I never would have ventured into wrestling. But TSN is no more. And this is what I do. And I promise you I'm doing it as well as I can. I am trying to explain every step of the process to anybody that wants to listen. And so far, the reviews have been pretty damn good. Three months ago, we were trying to figure out how to do our first ever live show. In a month and a half, we will play to a sold-out Commodore Ballroom. That's progress, and that's the same effort that I put into every job that I've had prior. So I need you to open up a little bit and realize that the guy that you trusted and listened to is still that guy that you can trust and listen to. He just happens to run a company that he thinks is pretty friggin' cool. All right, let's get into the rest of it, shall we? I know what you're thinking. I'm surprised you didn't use this last couple of minutes to rant and bitch about the Canucks. Trust me, everybody in this city is now taking to... I find it amazing, by the way. Bitching and moaning turns up the dial, doesn't it? I have to say that in this city, I will still put my ballot in the box of Neil McRae. Like, it's interesting because we've had two or three legendary guys that went toe-to-toe with the Vancouver Canucks. I would say Tony Gallagher was one. I would say Jason Botchford was obviously one. And I would say that Neil McRae was still, in my estimation, the one. Because he would go toe-to-toe public forum with Brian Burke and right at the Vancouver Canucks. And he pulled no punches. He spared no expense. And he went in on Vancouver's hockey team. He kept them accountable. And you listen, damn it. I mean, maybe I'm speaking to an older crowd here because Neil McRae hasn't been with us for a while, but Neil McRae at 8 o'clock in the morning for the morning major was must-listen radio. And he was in the afternoon as well. And he only needed five or six minutes to turn this entire city on its side. It was awesome. And that, to me, is what inspires the... I don't want to say the structure for what I do, but I'm not afraid to go at ownership. I'm not afraid to go to a general manager or a coach. And if I had the opportunity to sit down across from any of them, I would jump at that chance. I look around at the media today. A lot of them I know. Some are friends. Some are seeing in passing and whatever. But I will say this. If you are going to go in on the Canucks, be original. Like that's the one thing that I hope that all these other reporters in the city will take to heart. It's easy to turn on a microphone and say that a team sucks. And right now, the Vancouver Canucks are giving people plenty of opportunity to stay employed and to stay relevant. But if you're going to do it and do it well, then you need to find a way to turn up the heat while being a pro. I have listened to so many shows on sports radio lately, and I've listened to podcasts and I've listened to it all. It's the same shit. Like, honestly, it's, I don't want to say copy and paste, but it's there. And everybody sits around and blames Jim Benning, and everybody sits around and yells at Travis Green and says that he's lost the ear of the team, and they're not wrong. 
but it's the way in which you deliver the message. And the one thing that I will say, and I say this with all due respect, is there's a lot of guys in this city who can yell, but there's not a lot of guys in this city that can sell. And there's a big difference in the media when it comes to just banging a drum, yelling at the sky, saying, okay, everybody around's doing this, I better do this as well, and somebody that's not afraid to go a different path. While all those cattle are going off to the left, you're not scared to be that guy that veers off to the right and looks for something different. I would like to think that that is something that I still strive for. I would like to think that even though I've got all this craziness going off in my life, that I'm not afraid to roll up my sleeves and say I will take on anybody. And that's not an ego thing. That's just what the good ones did. The good ones dropped their gloves, looked around at anybody on the ice, the big guys, the small guys, the vets, the rookies, and said, let's go. You'd be amazed at how many people on the ice who shake their gloves don't actually drop them. And that's the one thing for me in this city that I'm watching. And I'm not pointing fingers. I'm not calling out names. But there's so many people that feel that if they can roll up their sleeves and give a three to four minute scripted rant, that that's going to make them one of the big names in the city. That's going to make them one of the big voices in the city. You know what made Neil McRae so good? Is it never sounded scripted. It sounded raw. It sounded authentic. And it sounded like he could sell it. I hope you understand that it doesn't matter if you got the big logo beside you, that you can do this anywhere you sit. But if you're going to rant, if you're going to take on the big team in the city, know your shit, have your connections to make sure that when you go public, you are accurate. And beyond all things, don't be afraid. And don't be afraid to pick a fight. Because like I said, there's a lot of good writers. There's a lot of good broadcasters. But when they're all yelling the same thing, it becomes gray noise. They have to find a way to elevate their game and sell it so that everybody in this city looks at them as a leader. I will always come on this podcast and shoot from the hip. Sorry. And even though I'm kind of the media outcast in this city, I never really got over and got into the inner circle of the old boys club. Cool. Because I love being on the peripheral I love watching from just a little bit up and a little bit away from everybody else and everybody have their juices stew together. I'm still waiting for somebody to break from the pack. I'm still waiting. It doesn't matter if you used to be the afternoon drive guy or the morning drive guy or the guy that's got the legendary track record. It doesn't matter. Somebody in this city, if they really want it, can still go out and get it. But right now, it's just gray noise. All right, let's get to the rest of the news of the day. You know where we keep it, where we talk football, basketball, hockey, baseball, wherever the news is. We stuff it into that one room at the back of the sports bar. So let me get you there. Let me get you to the VIP room. You knew tonight was going to be a good night, didn't you? Guys, the ladies don't want you wasting their time. So get to the point. 10 topics, 10 minutes. Hold on to your drinks because we're about to bring you the entire world of sports before the DJ can pull out the vinyl for his next set. Welcome to the VIP room. Okay, so not sure if you've got the memo, but it is American Thanksgiving, which means we get a couple of NFL games on the slate today. Uh, the first one starting at about an hour's time, uh, oh, 1.30 Pacific. 
Raiders and Cowboys. Cowboys got an opportunity to really put the foot down on the gas pedal in their division at 7-3, and three, while the Raiders, who got off to such a great start, spinning their tires in the mud, they are now losers of four in a row and uh, losing out on that division very quickly. At one point, they were well ahead of Kansas City, but they have flipped the script, and the Raiders now in Big D, where the Cowboys are 7.5-point favorites. The other game today, coming up at just after 5 o'clock, Pacific Bills taking on the Saints, and that should be bit of a slobber knocker game. Bills trying to make sure that they can keep pace in their division with the Patriots, who have done nothing but win over the last two months. The Saints right at 500. They know if they're going to have to make a run, it starts now. Well, in the Premier League, Manchester United in talks to appoint Ralph Ragnick as the club's interim manager until the end of the season. This one coming from sources abroad. Uh, 63-year-old set to leave his role as the head of sports and development at Lokomotiv Moscow to sign a six-month contract at Old Trafford. That is a very big job. And it uh, doesn't look like he's going to be on the pitch for Sunday's Premier League match against Chelsea. Uh, that, of course, has to do with work permit reasons. But his first match as manager, if this comes to fruition, could be against Arsenal on December the 2nd. Well, news out of Indianapolis that involves LeBron James, who was taking a siesta when the league decided that they were going to suspend LeBron for the first time in his 19-year career. He's going to miss their upcoming game against the New York Knicks. He says, quote, as soon as I checked my phone and there was a missed call, I knew I was suspended. He would go on to say that it's bullshit, but whatever. This on the heels of striking Detroit Pistons big man Isaiah Stewart in the face, which of course drew blood and a lengthy scuffle afterwards. First suspension in 19 years. That is something to be proud of. i got to circle back really quickly. I forgot one game in the NFL, Detroit and Chicago, week 12 of the regular season. Detroit looking for their first win of the season. They are 0-9-1. If you're ever going to get a victory, it will probably be against the flopping Bears of Chicago, who are 3-7 in 2021. Well, Columbus Blue Jacket forward Max Domi and Winnipeg Jets defenseman Josh Morrissey have both been fined $5,000 each for a scuffle that took place in the game just the other night. That is the maximum allowable under the CBA for unsportsmanlike conduct during their game in Winnipeg. And finally, Canadian Football League says that 95% of their players will be fully vaccinated by December the 1st. That one coming out right near the end of business yesterday. The CFL also saying in a report that of the 42,200 tests that have been conducted with all of their Tier 1 personnel, only 34 came back positive. That resulted in individuals being removed from team activities until their return to play protocols were met. CFL's regular season concluded this past Sunday. And the season will wrap up December 12th in Hamilton. All right, that wraps up an abbreviated edition of Sports Bar Radio. Again, thank you to everybody supporting Nation Extreme Wrestling. We have a sold-out show on Saturday, this coming Saturday at Studio Nightclub. But we do have tickets to our Thursday, December the 2nd show. If you want to start your weekend today early, we would love to see you there. Tickets will be available at the door or at NationExtremeWrestling.com. My thanks to everybody with Equity Guru, the fine company that supports this show. My thanks to Chris Perry, to Galen, and the irreplaceable Priscilla Choi. Until you and I do this one more time tomorrow, I'm Rob Fay. Have yourself a great afternoon. Stay dry, stay safe on the roads, and uh, let's talk a couple hours from now. You're listening to Sports Bar Radio with Rob Fay, brought to you by Equity Guru. Equity Guru, investment information for millennials and madmen.